Welcome to podcast number 30. Uh, once again, I appreciate everybody taking the time to, uh, to listen to these and to write in. Very much appreciated and uh, keeps, my, keeps my motivation up, that's for sure. Uh, and also, if you do get a chance um, when, you, uh, when you do listen to these, please, please um, uh, give some iTunes uh, ratings or some SoundCloud uh, ratings. That very much helps me out and, again, keeps me uh, motivated to make sure that there's more than you know, seven of you out there. So I appreciate that. So we're just going to dive right into uh, to this podcast, and uh, this is an interesting one, and it's quite honestly, it's one um, on on some of the ones that I've done, uh, they're very very subjective, and so they're 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 very hard to uh, to talk about uh, in a podcast. But we're going to go ahead and try anyway. And this one's how to break bad habits. Uh, we get that a lot. Is uh, um, actually one of the things that we get a lot is, oh my gosh. I'm going to come ride with Ken, but I need to go do some track days before I ride with Ken because I need to get faster or better. And it's like, no, wait, 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 wait. Actually, no, come see me as early as you can, right? Right out of the gate. I don't care if you, you know, you can't even really ride because then I'm not breaking those bad habits, right? Those bad habits are not muscle memory yet. So really, um, um, the earlier that you can come see us, the better for sure. But yeah, how to break bad habits I want you to think about this one um, completely differently, and we're going to and we're going to talk about what what a bad habit is as well. And instead of thinking of a bad habit, how about thinking of it as a plateau, right? How to break a plateau? I I, I think that that's a much a much better way to look at it because that's typically what happens is we all and you've heard me say many many times before, right? We all get to the get to the top of our of our natural ability, our natural our learning curve. And then we plateau out and then we try different things that may or may not work. So this is how to break bad habits, but think of it differently, right? Think of it as, as a plateau in your riding. So let's look at, look at that a little bit differently. So what is a bad habit? Um, I, I put this in my notes because I wanted people to understand a bad habit is something that's not going to get better as you add speed to it. Something that's going to be more risk, right? Add more risk if you try to go quicker or if your grip level comes down. And that's, that's what I wanted to make sure everybody understood is that something that's not going to get better, right? Something that doesn't give you that pathway of getting better. And uh, that, that is what we're looking at a bad habit, right? Something that's going to cause you, um, unfortunately, pain and suffering. So um, that, that's how we look at that. So the other thing I put in my notes on this one is when we look at, when we look at breaking bad habits or when we have a, a plateau, it's very easy, right? We all, we've all heard that uh, wonderful definition of insanity, right? Doing something, you know, doing doing something the same over and over again and expecting a different result, and that's that's sort of what this ends up being is that oh, I'll just go faster or you know, I'll get my bike set up a little bit better or whatever it is. But you've come up against something that's 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 causing that's causing an issue. So. The first thing that we'll take a look at, and if you go again throughout all the podcasts that I've done so far and, and some of the writing that I've done as well, all of this is going to sound very familiar, but we're going to put it in this, this nice little condensed version here. It all comes to, so, so look at what's holding you back the most, right? What's holding you back the most from attaining your goal? Or what do you perceive that you're not good at? Right? What do you perceive? And I'm going to give some three examples here at the end, and I'm going to walk you through how I would look at those and and how I would do it. And you know, when we have a new rider, the overview is so much, right? Because because we're not looking at making things more precise. So when we get a new rider, and I'll just use as an example, right? Hey, you know, we want you to use your brakes at turn in. So so to them, if they have never used their brakes at turn in, that is a huge concept. Oh my gosh, I'm using my brakes at turn in. 
it's not necessarily something that's 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 super super precise other than we're just using our brakes at turn in well if you've ridden without using your brakes at turn in for for 23 years and now i need you to use your brakes at turn in we're, we're, we're going to flip our thinking around a little bit, right? We're actually going, instead of making it a big overview, we're actually going to break it down and make it much more, much more precise. That's how we're going to break a bad habit. Instead of, instead of a huge picture, we're going to make it a very, very small window, a very, very small something. And I'll give it to you in just a minute that allows us to concentrate on one, one small, one little small baby step. And it was, we add up all those little inches, we add up all those little baby steps together, then they become a big step. If you just try to take a big gigantic swing at it, it's it's not going to work and then you're just going to get more frustrated with what you're doing. So we'll take the, the real key to breaking bad habits is is to break down whatever that is is holding whatever's holding you back. To break down what you don't think what, what you don't think you're good at and making it very very precise and making these small small steps. Each one of these little muscle memory habits, these little small steps you make will add up to something big and, and we'll, we'll take you through that. So I wanted to establish those things. And, and once we start to take a look at those things, is, is um, it's gonna make your life a lot easier. The second part of that is, let's break down a knowledge objective from a skill objective. Because I'm going to talk about, you know, there's some of these things that I'm going to talk about um, are are going to be very skill objectives, right? They're actual skills we need to do. But one of them is also going to be a knowledge objective. Don't underestimate your knowledge objectives. Don't underestimate what you can do off the bike to understand what you're doing. And there's so many different things that you can, again, put it into play to, to make that happen. I had a great article. I just finished a great article for Road Racing World. Um, hopefully, people got to take a look at it, which is you know the 11 things that you can do to improve your motorcycle riding today. And one of the things that I one of the things that I wrote in there is you know we look at you know knowledge objectives and we look at skill objectives and and how we can practice these things off the bike. And I, I put a joke in there that uh, yeah, I, when I go shopping, I make sure I apex every corner with my shopping cart every time, right? Because then my brain's engaged and it shortcuts that learning curve. And that's, that's simply what this is, is understanding if that becomes muscle memory on the bike. Oh my gosh, it makes your life so much easier. So let's, let's just dive into some examples and, and you'll see how we take you through this. So the first one is overslowing your corner entry, right? So how do we break a habit of overslowing your corner entry? This seems to be the number one, right? Um, when we look at that, oh my gosh, I overslow all of my corner entries. Okay. Let's define all of your corner entries. Short radius corner, long radius corner. Oh, it's all of them. Okay, great. Well, when we overslow our corner entries, it, it's coming from two different things. It's coming from our eyes and our brakes. So if we're not seeing the situation first, we have to make sure that we're gonna see the situation first. The second one is motor controls. So when I see somebody that overslows their corner entries, we're going to focus on two things to break this habit. And the first one is our eyes, right? We've got, we've, we've got to look at our eyes and see where our eyes are looking and make sure we see where we want to be letting off the brakes. Because I can, t I can work on some of the things with the brakes, but unless we understand where we're supposed to be letting off of them, then it doesn't give us anything to shoot for. So the first sense is, is getting our eyes engaged 
and getting that going. So I would work on that for a session or two sessions or three sessions, work on the eyes. The second one of it is, well, I'm still slow in my quarter entries. Guess what we're gonna start with? Your motor controls, your initial braking. Right, we're just, I'm not gonna say, oh, you're overslowing your quarter entries. Dude, get it in there faster. Just get in there faster, toss the thing in there. No, we're gonna work on our initial brake application. How we go to the brake and how we build brake pressure. We're gonna spend a massive amount of time on that. How you go to the brake should be the same every single time. Your initial, as your fingers go to the lever, should be the same every single time. That's how we start to break a bad habit. That's how we get, that's how we get that going. Um, one of the last podcasts that I had was uh, Break Pressure, Break Timing, and there was a great thing in there from J.D. Beach. And J.D. Beach, even though I've been working with him for, for two years now almost, he's just now understanding the difference in, in his brake graph and how his braking should be. So this is something that, that definitely takes some time to figure out. So overslowing corner entries, the first thing I'm going to look at is eyes, make sure our eyes engage. How we're going to do that is when I roll off to the throttle, I'll look into where I want to let off the brake. That has, that's our first muscle memory thing that we have to get going. That's the first step in breaking that bad habit. The second step is our initial motor controls because that sets us up to adjust. If we can start working on, if we get those two things, quite honestly, the rest of it's fairly easy. So that's an example of how we're going to break a bad habit is we're not gonna dive into the big, big, big picture. We're gonna dive in the very, very small, intricate part of it. Fading in is another one. Fading in is a, so fading in is you're, you wanna go into the corner, but instead of uh, holding off to the, to the side of the track, you hold off to the side. Instead, you fade into the corner, end up over slowing it, go to the, you know, end up over going to the brakes too hard, too late. You end up building brake pressure too late into the corner. And then overslow it, miss your apex, go to the throttle. It just becomes a, a disaster and fading in. So with the fading in, what we look at with fading in is is it's easy it's easy to say, oh well, um, you know I'm I'm going to um, you know to fix fading in. Uh, I'm just going to turn in later. Mm, we got to be a little bit careful with that because it's almost not a turning in later point. It's just you break the bike off center too early and then you turn in. So with fading in, what we'll do is again, we'll break that, we'll break, we'll break that down into a very precise thing and we'll look at a turn in point. And I'll literally making sure, making sure with that turn in point where the bike's off center, right? Not, not as you take the bike off center and then get to that turn in point and then turn in. So it's more that turn in point is where the bikes can come off center. The bike stays straight up and down. Huh, when you can do that, you can use more brake pressure as well. Huh, what do you know? So use more brake pressure straight up and down. And then when you take the bike off center, the bike hasn't faded in. To do that, we'll be very, very precise on the reference point for taking the bike off center or turning in, right? We'll, we'll make that, we'll make that very precise. We'll look at it on video, we'll drive it in the car, we'll walk it, we'll ride our bicycle, whatever it takes to make sure that we're getting that point. And guess what? I will leave my eyes there until I get the result that I want. And you can remember that from the other podcasts and from my order of the sport and the eye drill that I do. Our eyes stay there until you get the result you want. So if our eyes aren't scanning back and forth, it almost always leads to fading in with that. So again, we're gonna break that down very precisely and we're gonna leave our eyes at that point where the bike comes off center, where that bike turns in until we get the result that we want, then we'll do that. 
And that's how we look at a fading in problem. We don't say, oh, um, I'm just going to go in, go in faster and then turn in later. Or I'm going to go in slower, turn it. No, no. Let's just make sure we're very precise and break down that one little spot. The next one we'll talk about is inconsistent lap times. And th this is a this is this is one that ends up being more of a knowledge um, a knowledge objective, and really it ends up being a focus issue. And there's also a point though where either your riding technique or the bike is holding you back, and that's something that with the pro riders that we really talk about, we we work on that a lot. And what we work on is we definitely want um, to have consistent lap times because. If you go out to a track, and I'm going to make up the lap time, right? You go to a track and you run a two-minute lap time, then a 203, then a 205, and then a 201, and then a 203. So you don't know what it's actually working. You don't know what's what's right or wrong. So we need some report cards for that. We need report cards. We need report cards for pretty much all of it, all of these. Where does that come down to? Our apexes. How we get to the apexes, how we get away from them. So when we look at inconsistent lap times, the first question we'll ask is, are you on all your apexes? Oh, you are. Fantastic. Great. Then once we look at our apexes, we say, okay, what control are you using when on each one of these apexes? And then we can start to decipher whether they're, they're approaching as an entry turn or an exit turn. So once we have that and we know that that's happening, just by doing those two things almost always fixes inconsistent lap times because then our focus level is engaged as well. So then when we start looking at some of these um, lap times, we're not going to move up, we're not going to move on from, from, we're not gonna really introduce anything new until our lap times start to get within one second of each other. So until the lap ends up being within one second, we're still gonna keep working on what we're working on because it hasn't proven to be consistent enough. Even with our pro riders, when we go out there and they're, they're in a Moto America practice, the way that we'll look at it with them, and this is working on consistency and how then, so how do I go to the next thing? When we have some of our Moto America riders and um, and they're working on speed or they're working, if they're not working on uh, tire durability uh, or suspension change, if they run three laps within a couple of tenths of a second, maybe four laps within a couple of tenths of a second, we want them in. We'll come in and then we'll ask them how'd that go and because then they've sort of plateaued. So once they get to that plateau, then we can start to say, oh, is the bike holding you back? Are you holding yourself back? We can start to work from there. But we're not gonna do that until they can run those three, four, or five laps, right? And you can ask a lot of the riders that I work with, we get to a qualifying time, we get to, we get to um, a certain lap time. Our first step is to get back to that lap time at the next session. It's not, yeah, we wanna improve it, but our first step is to get back to it. So once we get back to it, then that's when the improvement can happen. So getting back to the inconsistent lap times, again, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna break it down into how are my apexes? How are my report cards? What control am I using when? And that starts to, to make it more precise with what we're doing. And then our focus level goes up as well. So with those things, what it really boils down to is you know, what we, we talked about, um, you know, what is a bad habit? And the bad habit ends up turning out to be a plateau. And then you, you start to attack that plateau the wrong way, right? You start thinking of it as emotionally and not technically. And um, I wanted to point out how, how we, can, we can fix that. And people need to realize, too, that, you know, all of this comes in stages, right? You're, you're going to make improvement. You're going to plateau. 
And a lot of times when you work with us, you realize, oh, you take a step back, but you make 10 steps forward after you come to a different understanding. So we're going to take these plateaus, we're going to take these bad habits, and we're going to make them more precise because it's, again, each one of these little inch by inch steps that makes things better. And then we're going to give ourselves some report cards to make sure that we're staying on task with what they're doing. And so I want to, I want to leave it with this, right? This is not, this is not brain surgery. This is not, I mean, this isn't, this isn't something that's crazy, but you know, I, I, I kind of want to make sure that everybody understands that, um, you know, to, to, to improve, to improve, to do it, you got to do it. So be careful with, with a lot of these superficial fixes, right? They don't, they don't work in the long run. Instead, I'm going to ask everybody, you want to get better, you want to fix a bad habit, right? You want to get rid of that plateau, then commit to achieving it. Commit to getting it better. Take it one small, small step at a time, and you make that muscle memory, and then all of those inches add up.